0: I don't know about your experience, but it seems to me that people start putting up their decorations for Christmas earlier and earlier each year. Uh, Where I live in Tolerton, there have been twinkling lights in gardens and um, attached to properties since the middle of November. I wonder why. Perhaps some folk want to make sure that they're ready for Christmas when it comes have to say that my decorations tradition is 12 days before and 12 days after christmas with the exception of the advent wreath and advent calendar two this year but no matter what each person's tradition is the inevitable question that we are asked is are you ready for christmas we can easily get caught up in the planning for one day which goes in the blink of an eye the short very short answer to that question are you ready for Christmas for me at any rate is no indeed what could be shorter perhaps you're a very organized person with a to-do list uh, cards turkey car cake presents tree etc etc and if you're a good planner, the Christmas pudding was made, up, was made on Stirrup Sunday. That was two weeks ago. And the cake should be maturing and fed. I hope you understand what I mean by that. Somewhere cool. You gave the butcher your order last month. The decorations came out of the loft on the same day. And the tree's been in place since the 1st of December, when you posted all your cards. I know people like that but i am not so are you ready for christmas well i'm not but that doesn't matter because there are still two weeks to go that question isn't that important but there is another question which is and it's a question which mark's gospel inevitably asks in his opening verse when he declares The beginning of the good news of Jesus Christ, the Son of God. His question was clearly not, are you ready for Christmas? Because Christmas hadn't been invented then. His question really is, are you ready for God? Or as Isaiah puts it, a voice cries out, In the wilderness prepare the way of the Lord. Make straight in the desert a highway for our God. This is the question asked of his readers 2,000 years ago, give or take. And the same question is asked of us today. Are you ready for God? This season, season of Advent is a season of preparation. We know that. But preparation for what? The world tells us it's preparation for Christmas, for the celebration of the Incarnation. But more than that, it's the preparation for what the incarnation of God in the baby in the manger was to achieve, and is yet to achieve. So, are you ready for Christmas? For the party, yes. Are you ready for God? Perhaps not sure. It's a bit like saying, are you ready for a trip? I knew a young Christian man in his mid-twenties who went to East Africa to work with a charity in a very poor country. When he came back, he spoke of his trip and was asked about how he planned it. Out came the inevitable things like having a series of jabs for malaria and other potential diseases and afflictions. There were questions about clothing and traveling, visas and passports rules about what he could and could not take with him. Was there anything he hadn't prepared himself for? Oh yes, he said, the culture shock. And you could see and hear his audience acknowledging this with a knowing agreement and a nodding of heads. And then he said, when I got back. The culture shock of going to East Africa was something he had been ready for, but he hadn't been ready for the culture shock of coming back to the UK and his life in Nottinghamshire. Are you ready for Christmas? Are you ready for God? In these first eight verses of Mark's Gospel, we hear that question coming in that quote from Isaiah. See, I am sending my messenger ahead of you who will prepare your way. The voice of one crying in the wilderness. Prepare the way of the Lord. Make his paths straight. Unlike Matthew and Luke, Mark does not begin his gospel with the birth of Jesus, but starts with Jesus the man. Are you ready for Christmas? Are you ready for God the Incarnation? Ready for the baby or ready for the man? Mark places John the Baptist in the wilderness, clothed in camel's hair, eating locusts and wild honey. The wilderness was a familiar place in the history of the Jews. For after the creation, the most important story for the Jews was the escape from slavery in Egypt, which led to 40 years in the wilderness until they came to the promised land. The wilderness was the place where God had given his people the law, the place where they learnt what it meant to believe in God. According to one writer, Rabbis used to say that it took a day to get God's people out of Egypt, but it took 40 years to get Egypt out of God's people. The wilderness was a time and place of preparation for God's people before entering the promised land. But over the years after the exodus, God's people proved unfaithful and they ended up in exile in the wilderness again 500 years later the people of God met up in the wilderness again and this time with John the Baptist who told them to prepare and his question was are you ready? John's was a simple message repent and be baptized because the one who is more powerful than I is coming after me I have baptised you with water, but he will baptise you with the Holy Spirit. So are you, are we, ready for God? Neither John nor those whom he baptised could have known what the consequences of the birth of Jesus would be in the scheme of things, except that John was aware that something major was going to happen to the people of God and they needed to be ready hence his rallying cry of repent and be baptized there was urgency here was the new promise of escape from the wilderness and a new life was this to be brought about by a new leader the messiah someone who would lead the people not out of egypt but out of the Roman authority under which they lived. Who could say? But whatever and whoever it was, it would be God's will and purpose for his people. Those who came to John the Baptist weren't always the people who wanted to do the right thing according to religious convention and law. Rather, it was often those people who recognised That there was something something not quite right in their lives. People who were in a bit of a mess we might say. The symbolism of cleansing in water is not lost when we think of the messy state of our own lives. I have in my mind the image of a miner walking home from the pit covered in coal dust. And the first thing he or she does is to wash away the dirt and the grime. Hair clean again. But the same thing will happen the next day and the next and the next because they go to the pit every day. The same job, the same walk, the same cleaning. Sometimes our lives are a bit like that and it's only when we change the direction of travel that the mess is cleaned up and stays clean, well, relatively clean. This is what repentance and forgiveness is all about. Recognizing the mess and turning away from whatever causes the mess and doing the opposite. The mess of anger turned to self-control. The mess of addiction turned to freedom. The mess of destructive behavior turned to creativity. The mess of sorrow turned to joy. This, I would contend, is what it means to be ready for God, ready to let him change us, ready to let him transform our lives, ready for his will rather than our own. But we need time to prepare for this, time to reflect on what the messy parts of our lives are. Now, that's not to say we should be beating our chests with guilt, but gently looking at things in a new way, a different perspective, a new light. And that light is, of course, Jesus himself, the light of which John speaks in his gospel, the light which shines in the darkness, and the darkness did not overcome it. John the Baptist spoke of the one who was to come after him, of whom he said, I am not worthy to stoop down and untie the thong of his sandals. In God's grace, we have been given the opportunity for a new start, a new direction, a way out of the mess. But we need to be prepared and ready and willing to let God change us. We need to be prepared for the culture shock, if you like. That's part of what Advent is all about. It wasn't in the lectionary for today, but the next seven verses after today's reading, we read of Jesus' own baptism and then his being driven out into the wilderness for 40 days and tempted by Satan. And then we have Jesus came to Galilee proclaiming the good news and saying this time is fulfilled and the kingdom of God has come near. Repent and believe in the good news. Advent as I indicated like Lent is a penitential season a time to reflect on our own situation And to seek God in the preparation for the celebration of the gift of his son in the manger. To repent and believe the good news. So, are you ready for that? There are two weeks left. Cards, turkey, presents. Or maybe some wilderness mess to clean up and a new direction to take. But if that sounds daunting, be encouraged by the promise of that first Christmas morning and the confirmation that, as Peter writes in today's lectionary from his epistle, his readers were described as the beloved. And so are we. So are you ready for God? Amen.